entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our lives. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode 328. And it's Tuesday, June 2nd, 2020. Today we've got a special guest on the podcast, Katrina Hoover-Lee. She's been on several times before, usually for writing a book, but this time it's for a new podcast. Oh. That's right. Well, uh, thank you for having me. I, I Yeah. I always enjoy being here, and I feel like you guys have a real cool ministry with your <laughs> podcast. I don't know if you would call it ministry yourselves, but I think that kind of just the humor that you guys have, um, or just the just the kind of, yeah, I think it's really neat. People need to be able to relax and laugh sometimes, and uh, yeah, I, I love I love coming on your on your uh, podcast, and thank you for having me. I, I do view it as ministry. Like, yeah, not, no, not, I think you should. Like, not in the sense that uh, this is my one day a week when I'm gonna be a missionary. Man, <laughs> not, it's not, like uh, <laughs> it's like it's like we were all pastors. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, m- more in the aspect of just like life, using opportunities in life to minister. Right. And, and, and Christian humor, I mean, uh, yeah, good Christian humor is kind of actually not that common. Like, you've got a lot of humor that's not that great, but uh, yeah, I think you have a there, real There's neat tons of niche. humor out there, but it's yeah. always, it's always Sketchy. got a little bit of whatever makes Off-color it Off-color jokes. And yep. mm-hmm. yeah. Or even language. Like, maybe yeah. it's clean with some language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, a needle that we don't thread. Well, and then also, there there is, like, <laughs> Christian comedy, but... Like probably ninety percent of the Christian comedy that I've heard is just, in my opinion, humor is difficult. Uh, humor is very subjective, and mm-hmm. it's like it's hard to do well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But ninety percent of the quote Christian humor that I've heard is just lame, and yeah. it's just mm-hmm. like, oh wow, that's just it's, it's kind of like cheesy dad jokes like, or something like, like that. It's just like <sighs> it's easier to create uh, non nominally Christian comedy that's just clean. Correct. Well, and I think you guys' strong point, too, is that you're not, like, necessarily trying to be this great comedy show, but you sort of are, and so it's just refreshing. We're just naturally funny. Yeah, naturally. Well, thank you. We do (laughs) have to get... We do have to take care of a couple things. There is still a giveaway that is active for Brian Locker's book, The Death oh. Forgiveness Book. Yeah. Hey, good In order book. to have a chance to win, you need to go over to his website, findingfreedomfromdebt.com, and leave a send him a, uh, a comment. And it's at the bottom. It's on the homepage. And, and you, what can you win? Uh, the book. You can win the book. Yeah, win a book. And even the, the if book, you don't um, need a book, you could enter to win and then uh, give it as a gift to someone who needs it. Yeah. yeah. So... Well, you know, it's. Hmm. It, I, I looked through book. it. We have a copy that he gave us, and it's, yeah, it's got some really great information in there, even if you aren't struggling with piles of debt. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't save my life, but it might save yours. Well, it, it, it also is a good reminder as to why you need to be very careful about going yeah. into debt. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. He does, mm. he does give his, like, his story of how stressful it was. Yeah. And, yeah, just how how overbearing and burdensome debt can be. So next week we'll be announcing the winners. So <coughs> this is your last week, your last chance to go uh, and enter a chance to win. <coughs> All right, so before we get started here, we have two drinkables. 
So um, we will try our first drinkable first, which is this refreshing Ooh. sweet tea. Um, oh, from, I was going to try to guess we'll what it was. And then we'll get to the coffee later <laughs> in the week. <laughs> <laughs> and the sweet tea is from uh, Main Street Roasters. Yeah, from our sponsor, Main Street Rovers, Roasters. Um, Rovers. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first sweet tea I've had in for the year. It's the first they, sweet tea for the year. They just have, hands down, the best coffee shop sweet tea I've ever had. Yeah. I mean, it's I would say the best sweet tea in the area, too. I mean, there's you can't get this anywhere else. It's really good. I agree that it's really, really good. Um, as far as best sweet tea from a coffee shop, yeah, I'll give them that. Uh, and it is really good. But when I go to a coffee shop, I don't normally get sweet tea. Right. And so mm-hmm. this is literally the only sweet tea from a coffee shop that I've had. Yeah. Are we supposed to give it rating? No, this is just uh, – we're supposed to comment on it. Okay. This is uh, the beginning of our summer drink series. Um, we're kind of phasing phasing out of coffee and into – just for the summer, summer. yep. Yeah, uh, and those we won't be. We'll be. We'll be commenting on them, but we won't have a um, uh, an online posted rating okay. for them. But yes, I also am really enjoying it. It's very sweet, but not too sweet. Yeah, it's not like McDonald's sweet tea. Yeah, exactly. Sweet. That stuff is like syrup. Mm-hmm. This is, and I think it's a, a blend of kinds of tea. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but it tastes mm-hmm. like it is. Um, it's just not just Lipton. Yeah, it doesn't taste like your average Lipton tea. It's it's got its own flavor. Hmm. Yeah, I like it too, but I'm also not. Uh, I don't order it that much, so. Right. I usually get it if I'm staying for a while and I want something that's refillable. So and they they have free refills there, usually. Hmm. All right. What's I'm our not second sure about during COVID? But anyways, what's our second? We'll get to drink. the second later. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Katrina will uh, introduce that later. All um, right. Well, I do want to know. Uh, Katrina, how does an author, a book writer, go, go to uh, a podcaster? What, what is that? How does that look like or how does that happen? <laughs> well, that's a good question. I don't know that I know. I, I just, I, I have always enjoyed, I mean, I've done a little bit of public speaking and stuff and I don't, I don't mind it, I guess. I, but um, what was the idea? Um, I do know that a lot of writers do have podcasts or it's it's more of a thing you know than obviously than it used to be mm-hmm. and i listen to some writers uh, like writing podcasts mm-hmm. oh. there's quite a few or i mean there are a lot out and i listen sure. to two or three and i really enjoy those and yeah i, I so guess I, it's kind of organic like it's kind of the other uh division of of blogging either though you write books but you also blog and right. it's kind of like Another version of blogging, kind of like an audio blog, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a little. Well, bit. you even had it's some audio blogs per se, like kind of a, a mini podcast on your blog, right? I did, and that just sort of happened to come right before this. But yeah, for my, I was just doing like a ten-year review of, and that was a writing podcast mm-hmm. actually, reviewing mm-hmm. the different books that I've written, and mm. um, and yeah. So. so, what is the name of your podcast, and how can people subscribe to it? So this new one is Voices of Survival, and it is, it's a little complicated, but the the website you would go to is patreon.com slash voices of survival, and so if you know what Patreon is, you know that it's a subscription-based podcast, um, and I don't know if I should explain that now or, yeah. Explain it, uh, we'll cover it again at the end, because mm-hmm. that way people will probably be 
forget where to go and so we'll, we'll, we'll get it again we'll, at the end we'll cover where to go and then mm-hmm. how to get it mm-hmm. um but, but you could you, you could uh, cover why 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 it's a subscription podcast and you know what um what your why reason was for making free? it yeah right <laughs> <laughs> and why patreon and, it, you know yeah yeah and i can tell you um layton that that I, that's been I, I know that's the question everybody's asking because most podcasts are free and um with this one th- they're actually three reasons or so that we did that the most important is that these are stories from our neighborhood of people who have lived through really tough times and some of them are so private and personal that when I go to them and I ask them, you know, would you tell me about your life story and the tough things you've been through, it makes me feel really good to be able to say, this is not going on the internet, so to speak. This is only going, I mean, it is, but it's only going to a select group of people that really want to hear these stories and that really Mm -hmm. care about supporting you, Mm -hmm. so to speak. That means a lot. I don't know that I would get those stories without that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, <laughs> some of them are kind of almost R-rated. I mean, not all, but I don't really want it accessible to children. I have it marked as adult as content. Um, just because, well, okay, like, first of all, not everybody that's sharing a story is really in a good place right now. Okay. We're not just picking people who have been through tough times and somehow transformed <clears throat> into this perfect life story. Um, and so, you know, the one guy that I interviewed previously is currently in jail. Um, and I might actually try to get, I wonder if I could get an interview with him while he's in jail, but that's, um, beside the point, but yeah, just a little bit of language sometimes. And we kind of just let them talk and I would cut something out if it were really bad, but as far as childhood trauma and things they remember, it's just not necessarily something you want um, children to hear. We're not mm-hmm. posting anything that's like saying that this stuff is good. You know, it's presented in a negative light. But yeah, well, in, on your web page where you, the description you do say we will we will never post content that glorifies sin. However, these stories mm-hmm. are presented in their raw, usually unbroken form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, just those reasons alone, and I I thought about taking it off adult content because I don't think you can actually find it if you just search on Patreon because of that. Oh, sure. Um, you have to have the link to find it. Oh, wow. It is very locked down. When it comes, when you when you go, when you click on the link, it'll ask you, are you over 18? Mm-hmm. So, because sure. um, it's not, it's not a bad, it's not a bad site. It's just um, I don't want people to play it real loud in their kitchen and not realize. I want to. I'd rather warn people yeah. that some of the posts. You'd might. rather be too careful, right? Um, right. In in making sure that people mm-hmm. understand what they're getting into, right? And some mm-hmm. of them will be totally fine. Yeah. And inspiring, even you know. So you would not categorize this as a family friendly podcast. I would not. Although there will be some posts that are, but mm-hmm. again, just to be on the safe side, I would not. Um, I don't. I think it's good for adults to be aware of all that stuff, Definitely. just because there's plenty of people in the world that go through horrible mm. things and whatever. But um, well, it's that's probably not your intent either, right? Like no. you want to target. What's we can jump into that too. What's your reason for doing this podcast? Like, what what inspired you to do this? Well, I think it was that you know. 
in, in Elkhart and you know you got a couple of you are from the Elkhart church there and we just see so much so many people living in difficult lives and it's hard to know how to help them and even if we did try maybe it wouldn't work and I feel like my husband and I found that just by having people over we have a neighbor who struggles with being an alcoholic and just having him over for supper and we would sit there and talk and talk and talk and we would go away both feeling better you know he mm-hmm. would feel valued because his story was heard mm-hmm. and we would feel like oh he's just like us and if we had lived in that situation we would probably have not i mean we might have made a mess of our lives too and it makes us feel really grateful for what we what we have mm-hmm. and also makes him feel understood i guess mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. In fact, I don't know, I guess this would be a good time, but the one lady who is really manipulative and she's just a very difficult person to work with, um, I had her tell her story and then a few weeks later, days, she came back and she was worried about getting the virus and she said, I thought about it, at least if I die of this virus that I told my story to Katrina and so, um, you know, the world can hear my story and so maybe my life counted for something after all. Mm -hmm. And... Sure. I was rather shocked that it meant that much to her, actually. Mm-hmm. But that was one of my questions: was what has been the response, or have you had a response from the people that have told their story? Are there other people besides that that you've been in contact with afterwards and, and heard what they felt or thought about it? Uh, well, the more common theme so far is that people don't really want to do it initially. Um, a couple of the people I talked to are just dragging their feet, and I think they don't understand for sure what they're getting into, maybe. And then at the end, when we would be done, they'd be like, oh, you know, I have a lot more stuff I could tell you about my life. And actually, are really excited about it. So mm. I think people do like telling their story Absolutely. in the end. But it takes a little, you can't just, <laughs> can't just let them tell you no and walk away. I don't you know. You have to prod a little bit <laughs> and, yeah. and kind of pull it out of them. Right. Mm. So the art of, or storytelling is an art. So when you're interviewing someone, you know they have an interesting thing that happened to them, experience, how do you draw a good story out? Uh, How do you get them to tell a good story? Hmm. Well, first of all, I don't always know that they had something interesting. It's a good guess that they probably do, all these people, but, um, uh, well, and I would make the case that everyone's life has some um, really interesting things if you could just get there. But as to your question of how, you have to listen very closely because even in my interviewing people who had been through tornadoes for a previous book, I would sit there and listen and people usually don't realize what's really interesting to other people in their own lives because they would like breeze past something and I would just say, now stop and tell me, what did you mean by that? You know, like Mm -hmm. about something way in their past. Mm. So you have to just be on the alert, I think, to Mm -hmm. stop Mm -hmm. them and and tell them to restate or say more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a little bit of a spoiler, but just for example, um, Harvey, one of the ones that didn't want to talk to me. And uh, by the way, we do pay people sometimes just to, because sometimes they're even asking for money and this is a good way. So that's another reason that we have the subscription. Mm-hmm. But so he, I finally got him to talk because I, you know, I told him he wanted $20. And I said, well, 
if you don't tell me your story today, he said he wasn't feeling good, whatever. And I said, if you don't tell me your story today, I can hardly give you the $20 today. And so his girlfriend was like, oh, Harvey, you can, you can do it. Just sit up and talk. <laughs> and so he did, and then he felt great. But okay. he, he started off about his childhood in Tennessee and all that and just randomly mentioned that, you know, in his childhood, um, their neighbor, his neighbor had his mother in a refrigerated coffin in his living room. Yeah, that's interesting. For weeks. Not oh just my. for not not for the funeral until the burial, but because he couldn't stand the thought of putting her in the ground, I guess. Oh my. I was just like, no, wait a minute, what did you <laughs> And we didn't we didn't talk, but it's just like I don't even think he thought that was that strange. It was just I mean he, he remembered it as something. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's really interesting. It yeah. is. Wow. I still think that through <laughs> so are these interviews often in your home or at their home it depends what they're comfortable with we do, we've done both that was in his home okay and i found this is just funny but i found find that when i'm a little bit nervous and i think it's when i'm in a because some of these places are just um i don't know what the word is squalid maybe like uh, where you can barely breathe because of the smell type of thing mm-hmm. and just um cats all over and um nothing against cats for people like cats but <laughs> in the right there's uh, a point well they have i think Unclean she had cats. well like where you take in the alley cats into your um your closet so that they can have all their kittens in there and then yeah. you know that kind of thing yeah but um i found that i get a little bit my grammar gets worse when I when I'm with them, like I started kind of chopping off my words, and because I, I, I heard it a couple times on these, oh, that's great. <laughs> it's funny. Well, I think that's a I think that's actually a, a phenomenon, like that you will assimilate your language to whoever you're talking with, especially over an extended period of time. Like I've noticed when I was younger, traveling back and forth to Canada, like spending a day with Canadian kids, like you start talking like them. Like it's it's really easy to pick up on somebody's accent. Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, I, I believe it, though. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the artwork that you're using for the podcast and explain it? Because it's, it's interesting, and it definitely makes you stop and pause. Yeah, and it looks a little spooky. I hope people don't, or maybe um, ominous. I hope people don't, uh, um, I hope people like it or understand it. But it actually is from our neighborhood. So in 2018, there was a big flood, and it's from that time. There started... Um, people started vandalizing the neighborhood and so I believe the reason the police or the city brought in this huge um, spotlight is to kind of light up the area and keep people from vandalizing and I think I picked the picture before I realized how good of a symbol it was but I think when we don't understand people meaning when their stories are in the dark for us it's a lot easier to sort of uh, maybe make fun of them or or just trample over them, almost vandalize them as a person, not not offer them that dignity. And when you light it up and you actually understand them and you and you hear them and you realize that, oh, this is a human being just like me, um, just in a different situation. It actually it helps me, but it also helps them. And I think, yeah, provides some dignity. Mm-hmm. It is. It looks like it is a photoshopped or staged photo. It doesn't look like this would be real in Midwestern, Northern Indiana. Literally, we snapped it. Whether I think it was me or my husband, 
like on an iPhone on the way home. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't, yeah. Um, and it wasn't until later that I looked at him like, wow, this is really kind of eerie. Striking. Yeah, striking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you mentioned the symbolism of the light um, um, illuminating the, or I forget, I, forget, I forget how you said it, but you, what your tagline is offering dignity mm-hmm. by listening. Mm-hmm. Why is listening necessary and why is it enough to really value a person and to yeah why is listening enough and i don't is listening always enough probably probably not but i don't think much can happen until you listen i don't think you really can understand someone maybe until you listen does that make sense i mean do you even know how to pray for somebody always if you haven't really listened to their story and understood their issues and i think sometimes listening is enough like maybe I don't think we can fix a lot of these problems, like even the riots over the weekend. That that's a great symbol of a really big problem in America, mm-hmm. and it's not something that's just going to go away. <clears throat> probably not by anything anyone thinks of. It's not going to immediately go away. But if everybody would sit down and listen to someone that they know that's hurting. Um, that might be about as close to the problem going away as, as anything. Mm. And just talk it over and, and share. And here's a great example. And, and this friend did say that I could share this on, on my blog, so I don't think she'll care, and I won't say who it was. But um, at prayer a few weeks ago, months ago maybe, um, we had a prayer request for one of these people that actually talked on Voices of Survival. And he was just not doing well. And um, then one of the one of the people at church said, well, I just feel like I could, you know, knock people's heads together sometimes when they're just not even trying to help themselves. And they're just, you know, why can't people get it? And we all felt that way. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. that person said it, but it was it was kind of like we all felt that way. And then a little bit later, I said, you know, um, he did tell me in his story that when he was eight or 10, his uncle would beat them up with a wooden paddle but not with the flat side he would use the the thin side to just like beat them in their butt butt crack and just make the others watch while he did this to one of the others even if they hadn't done anything wrong and this person said oh i take back everything i said about knocking people's heads together Mm. and nothing had changed he was still a wreck Mm -hmm. he was you know but somehow to see that transition from i feel like people knocking people's heads together to I take that back. That's exactly that symbolizes exactly what my hope is for the podcast. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I asked, is listening or why is listening enough? And I agree, it's not. You can't just across the board say yes, it's always enough. But I think you're right that it needs to be the first thing because if you don't understand, if you don't listen, you don't understand. And I do think that sometimes just listening might be all you can do mm-hmm. you might not be able yeah. to have an answer that fixes it right mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and maybe i should say quickly my maybe my husband inspired me he might be the source of this as much as anything because he's really good at listening and you know so since we got married then you know he would i don't think i would have had his people over as much but that that kind of started that ball ball rolling too and he mm-hmm. he's just an excellent listener and so people i think naturally <laughs> gravitate mm-hmm. to talking or telling their stories to him too 
I uh, I listened to the first episode and I noticed some I think it's original music at the beginning. Can you talk a little bit about about the music that you use on the podcast? Yes, and I forgot to say who made the or who finalized the graphics too, and that's our friend Valinda from uh, Church in Elkhart. So she did the graphics, and then and her, for and her her business name is. Uh, Laurel Street. Well, Laurel Street Design is her own personal one. She also works then with um, Viewfinder from Viewfinder Creative, Ocean yeah. or Shipshawana. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the music, I went to Sarah, friend Sarah, and she does piano lessons and lots of music. And this, the the, I love what she came up with because like I thought of the 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 words that say this is my story, this is my song. It's mm-hmm. you know the old hymn that we all mm-hmm. know, but I wanted something a little fresh and just kind of a twist on that. Yeah. And so she took that melody and made a couple different versions of it, and I just love it. It's just it's yeah. perfect. And go. again, I didn't think about it till later that the song was written by Fanny Crosby, who was blind, possibly mm-hmm. because of a doctor's error, her whole life, and ended up writing nine thousand songs. Um, while blind and that just yeah. kind of blows my mind so there you go as far as a voice of survival she's a perfect perfect example mm-hmm. wow we do have a clip from the podcast a little introduction is now a good time to play that i think so yeah no okay. that'd be great and then i think you'll hear some of the piano at the beginning i did try yeah i think there should be some on there maybe not the complete um pieces but yeah All right, so you'll, we're listening to it here, and you'll hear it over on the podcast as well. I was kind of out of my mind, you know. And uh, did you know that you were? I mean, you knew you were, you know, in a bad situation, or in a way, I didn't, you know. Yeah, I, but I, 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 I talked to the I talked to the folks, you know, and I was talking. I was talking some crazy stuff to the people I would party with, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like I'm the, uh, like I'm Jesus, like I'm the second coming. I told him, I was like, when we leave, we're going to go through the back so we don't have to say hi to anyone or see anyone. Because you were just done with church people in church, yes. is that right? You were yes. like, let's get out of here? I was like, I just want to get out of here and then right. do something. Um, so he was like, okay. Well, at the end of church, he was like, I have to pee. So the restrooms were on the other side of the church where everyone's like... Okay, doesn't it just kill you? Isn't it amazing how the things God uses? I passed out and hit my head on the bathtub. My grandma was there. And uh, my brother let me sniff paint. I went to the bathroom and put it in a bag. And I was sniffing it in there. And I passed out. paint? Yeah, spray paint in a bag with a rag in it. And he taught me how to do it. I never did them things, I never drank anything. My brother Mike taught me the one got the house. Like, well, how do you cook for 21 children, though? What did she cook, or what? what? That's 21 kids wasn't that much, because my neighbor had 26. You, you told me you have a favorite Bible verse. Can you share that with us? My John 3, 16. Yeah, go for back it. Back my little boy, back my two, three years old, maybe, Salvation Army. That's a Bible verse you're supposed to learn. And that was the easiest verse ever want to learn. For, uh, Can you still say it? Yes, ma'am. Go for it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send only his Son into the world to condemn the world, but through him the world will be saved. 
Alright, that's the end of it. Wow. So it sounded about yeah. like four or five different episodes? Yeah. And Just how clips for me. how frequently will those be uh, released? About once a week. I think maybe if there's a holiday, we won't do mm-hmm. one that week. Sure. Um, maybe, but probably four, four times a month mm-hmm. on average mm-hmm. is the plan. How many episodes do you have right now? I think uh, maybe about a dozen. Okay. Oh, um, wow. But obviously we're still going to run out. I mean, right. yeah. So I, do you have all those released, or you haven't released them? Oh no, them yet? Yeah, no, okay, no. There's gotcha. only one. So it actually officially released yesterday. Okay, gotcha. And there is just one, the mm-hmm. first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and maybe you guys have some thoughts on this, or our listeners. But um, I think we're going to do uh, a different person each week. But then there will be several. I mean, several people that have, or most people that will have more than one episode. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll work to come back to Blanca again in in July but maybe not maybe we should do all the Blanca ones in a row I are the stories like finished each episode has its own story I think so I don't I mean and we can recap a little bit from the last time but I think voices are pretty easy to remember though you know I think when you hear someone's voice how long are the episodes we're going to try to keep them. This first one is about 30 minutes because I okay. did a little intro, but probably more like 20. Okay. Yeah. It might be helpful um, if you do, like, you know, one story from a person, mm-hmm. and then you, several weeks later, after releasing several other episodes of other people, mm-hmm. when you release the next episode of that person, mm-hmm. um, I'm not explaining my, myself very well, but... Yeah, the next time that you feature that person, um, maybe like in the show notes or in the description of the podcast, link to the first episode that they were on. Oh, that's a good idea. I um, didn't, I didn't because even know some I could people, do that, but I probably and some people will probably start in a month from now subscribing, and so they most right. most podcasts like I don't go back to the beginning. And I listen, don't either. Yeah, but this one's a little bit but different. They might. So this one they might, but if they mm-hmm. don't, at least they'll know. Oh, I should actually maybe listen to this yeah, preview right. of this first story. That's a good mm-hmm. idea. Yeah do a link yeah especially if it's a continuation yeah it's Mm -hmm. really i agree with you ruben it's really easy to jump in the middle of a Mm -hmm. podcast so i think there though you probably heard the huge uh dichotomy between even by someone's voice i think you can kind of tell a little bit um Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe how 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 at peace they are in their life or something Mm -hmm. um yeah definitely yeah. yeah So some might be a little bit of a Fanny Crosby type of people, and some are totally the other mm-hmm. end of the mm-hmm. spectrum. Yeah. Wow. Very good. Well, I hope um, I hope that our listeners um, are interested in, in supporting you in this podcast and listening to it. I, I think it's, personally, I think it sounds like something really good for anybody to listen to just to understand what's out there. Like like, like growing up in a in a Mennonite community, mm-hmm. um, big Mennonite community, mm-hmm. it's just so easy to just, your whole life is your world. You work at a Mennonite mm-hmm. business, mm-hmm. you have Mennonite friends, you mm-hmm. go to a Mennonite coffee shop, you go to an Amish-owned grocery store, like, your world is conservative, and you have no idea what people are experiencing outside of that bubble. Right. And even in the broader Christian world, honestly, I think mm-hmm. it can be a lot like that if you've gone to, you know... <clears throat> church all your life right. that already sets you apart but i agree that's that was my vision for it entirely jeff the just the thing of like 
I didn't even know there were people growing up. I thought that all hungry people basically lived in other countries. You know, the mm. idea that that there be people in America who truly need food. Uh, I didn't realize that until probably until I moved to Brady Street and people come asking for food sometimes. And, you know, why do they need food? Well, to me, that's kind of beside the point if, yeah, maybe they've made a wreck of their lives and they didn't do well with their, spent their money on something else. But to me, if someone comes to my door and wants, you know, some bread, I always, you know, we always have a policy of giving them that. And uh, that's just something I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I just didn't. Yeah. And we get caught up. I think we get caught up in the why don't they have food or, you know, why yeah. are they? And that's true. I mean, it's an issue, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we've had people all. coming to our door asking for food as well. And it's it's refreshing to see them actually want the food that you're willing to give mm-hmm. them versus just they want money. So they want money for food, but they don't actually want it for food. Right, right. I've had that. Yeah, I've had both of that, too. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyways. Let's uh, back to the beginning. You talked a little bit about where people can go to subscribe if they want to. I think the easiest place to go is to Google or go to KatrinaHooverLee.com, and then there's a link in the menu for the Voices of Survival podcast. Mm-hmm. And from there, you can get to the Patreon. Yeah, and there's uh, a good little introduction to the podcast mm-hmm. and some of the some of the things that you covered tonight. Yes. Um, how much does it cost? Okay, so it costs three dollars a month, and so mm-hmm. that's a little less than a dollar per episode. Um, there is an option, and I was really blessed yesterday when I launched it by some people who actually went to the higher options. So we don't, my husband and I don't get any more operating money if you go to a higher level. But what happens is um, if you jump to the $5 level, it says buy ice cream for Harvey. So Harvey's our neighbor who always, you know, is hungry for ice cream, and that puts whatever money you know, the difference into mm-hmm. the ice cream fund for Harvey or the mm-hmm. grocery fund, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Sure. Um, the $10 one is help Mary take care of her house. And so she's an elderly, she's the Fanny Crosby type of person more, but she always mm-hmm. tries to do too much and she has a huge house and she needs help. She does have a big house. And so that um, can help her with upkeep. And then the, the highest one is $20. And um, that, our good friend Chris, and, you know, again, if this would, if something would shift, we could use the money for a similar case somewhere else. Yeah. But we kind of did that to label it um, in a fun way. I I saw that, and I I like how you labeled it. It seems to, yeah. Yeah. Where does the the $20 one go? The $20 one, so one thing I think that it's so hard to understand if you grew up in a financially stable home in a nice green farm out in in the country like I did, and that is that once you get into the system of being in trouble, it's really hard to get out. And even if you're trying, maybe your license got taken away, and so you have fees to even get your license back, and that's not even talking about buying a car, and then you don't really have money for insurance. I mean, it's just a, a big cycle, and so here we have someone who seems to be doing well with being past his addictions, and is, you know, he's he he's, comes to our house every week for a meal, and we love him, and he's our friend, um, but it's, it's super difficult, and so yeah. we're thinking about trying to help him um, just unravel a little bit of that some of it's just Mm -hmm. legal you have to pay to go to jail you know so it's yeah maybe they deserve to be there but it's just overwhelming wow Mm -hmm. all right so there's there's uh four options but it could be as little as three dollars a month and it's not you sign up for one month at a time you can cancel at any time yes you can cancel at any time you could make your own you wouldn't have to do you could do seven dollars if you felt like it oh okay when you sign up yeah 
Um, but at least it's definitely worth um, maybe wait two weeks until there's another episode out, pay the $3, listen to two episodes, or I guess you have for a month then anyway. The next episode will post this Thursday because that one was from last week. So, yeah, there will okay. be another one probably in two two days or so. Okay. Do you uh, – with it being on Patreon, mm-hmm. are you able to subscribe? Like, yes, you have to pay for it on Patreon. But then once you do, mm. can you subscribe using just a podcast app? I'm so glad you brought that up. And I – um, someone told me, Leighton, that you suggested a certain podcast app, and she has it too, my sister-in-law, Jen. What is that one? Eyecatcher? Eyecatcher. I think, so, was it Pocket Casts? Pocket Casts works great. Okay. So with Pocket Casts or Apple um, Podcasts, and there's a list. In fact, that is on my, I think I put that on on the blog, on the the. Unless it was just on my Opta Look, but I'll put it on the podcast page. There is a list that Patreon posts of ones that work and ones that yeah, don't. Sure. And hopefully they'll keep upgrading them. Yeah. But you can just hit copy and then take it over to your pocket cast or whatever. And it just gives you a link, right, with a code that lets mm-hmm. you view the podcast. But when you paste it into your search bar, because I watched Marnell do it in Pocket Cast, it just yeah. popped up and it populates. Right. And then every time a new one comes up, it populates in yeah. there. So, it's so just it'll like behave like a normal podcast. It does. Yeah. It's like Sweet. subscribing to a podcast, um, except, uh, how should I put this? It, it's, it's not searchable. You can't find it on your podcast, in your right. podcast app. And, and, and subscribe to it, but this is just a direct link mm-hmm. to that specific podcast yeah. that will um, keep on updating itself, just like your normal podcast. And I had will. one person tell me that she was glad she could just listen to it out of her email because her phone wasn't working and she wasn't sure, sure. if she could download. Like you can also download the Patreon mm-hmm. app, which works great too. So there, there are actually more options than I thought. I think yeah. people Good. will be able to figure it out if yeah. they. I'm surprised how many people listen on their computer, but really? there are, there are yeah. a number there, of, people, there are a lot of that, people that listen to the French press just on the website. On their really? computer, really? Okay, yeah. and, and and on phones too. Like, just go. <laughs> uh, my it, wife. Apps are much easier. To my use. wife Louisa used to go to the French Press website, and I said, Louisa, you have to use an app. It's so much nicer. It, it saves your spot for you, and and you can speed it up, and just like you can skip forward, skip yeah. backward, make sure I, I have her sold. You can now. download it so that you don't need an internet connection. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. It's very nice to use an app. I agree. Um, anyways, so we have this coffee that we have been sipping all this time and haven't uh, reviewed yet. So um, for those of you who are interested, this is Katrina's Captain Garrison Coffee. And um, Katrina, what what uh, inspired this? Is this something you can buy online? Um, tell us about this coffee. It is. It was just really a fun thing I did for... I did a grand opening on the online store that I added to KatrinaHooverly.com. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted something fun to add to that. Captain Garrison is the last book that came out of my books. And he was a ship captain. And he went all over, the, especially the um, the Caribbean area. So mm-hmm. I was looking... I thought first I wanted to have Cuban coffee. I was looking for that because mm-hmm. he was in prison on Cuba. But um, couldn't find any. And then Probably he also went to Jamaica... Government situation there, mm. yeah, maybe. And I, I spoke with Deborah from Main Street Roasters, and she said it's almost more of a method of making coffee to oh, do it the really? Cuban way. I see. Um, so I don't know. I anyway, but the Jamaican Jamaican me crazy is actually my favorite kind anyway. And he, it was also symbolic because he mm. went there a lot. So, hmm. so but they yeah. can they can buy this from your store, the Gar- yes, Captain Garrison Coffee. Yes, yes, it is listed. Um, it's just a little packet. It's not like a huge. Um, it's like a, a basically a one. 
one pot. Yeah. So pouch. this is Main Street Roasters Jamaican it Crazy is. Coffee. It is. Yeah. Um, I, I just put it in again as Captain Carrots and Coffee, just so that we can re-review it as it is so, here. So we had a Jamaican Crazy. We've had previously. this before. It's okay. pretty highly rated. Uh, I think a, it's our top flavored coffee. I think so too. If. Hmm. Yeah, and if you rated it already, it, you certainly don't offend me if you don't rate it again. But. Oh well, we always rate it again. Or we rate Sometimes it every time our, we try it. Our, yeah. <laughs> well, you know that uh, that Russian coffee really das was, was Das Bog was better. Wait, 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 wait. You theory. have Russian coffee? Because I might need that yeah. for my next book. Where'd okay. you get that? Well, don't get it. It's not oh. good. <laughs> it's barely coffee. <laughs> no, I, I have a theory like on that. oil. I have a theory oh, in that the coffee tasted better the second time because it had sat around for so long it lost flavor. Oh, that, that's probably true. <laughs> it was extremely bold. It's very I, strong. I mean, it's like no, it, it was something that um, our friend Spencer found. But it was actually from Russia. It's it's yeah yeah it's from Russia or I don't know. Okay. It has it has Russian letters on it. It's um I'm pretty sure it's lying around here somewhere. Pretty sure we <laughs> threw it away after the last batch. Maybe we don't throw we don't throw anything away. Jeff. Anyway, it's Dasbog with a Z. Okay. Um and it's like um. Yeah, Spencer got it at a scratch and dent store and thought it was terrible and thought it would be awesome <laughs> to let us try it too. <laughs> and it was terrible. It was oh. Okay, well, it's I like at the bottom of the uh, pile. I love this. Yeah, branding. Great. Yeah, so. I love how they do the private labeling. That's Interestingly, cool. if you've had Starbucks Costa Rican coffee, then you've had similar coffee just to Dosbog, so. Okay. But not from their restaurant, but like in the bag. It, also from a dented can type of uh, yeah, store. Anyways. Interesting. So, <laughs> Leighton found some shirts. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I think that was a long time ago. That was a long, long time ago. Probably year one of the French Press podcast. Or our first t shirt. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, okay, so this is the, the results are in, and we're looking at uh, a solid 4.0. It's good flavored coffee. It's but you don't like flavored coffee, right? Is no, that, we're not yeah. we're not huge fans here. But you know what? It's it's still good. So let's see how that. Uh, the last time we rated it, we rated it a four point three. I actually give it a five. I'm wow. surprised. I'm giving this one a four because it's it's uh if I would up it to a, a five, it's four point three. So it's, it's right around the four to four point three, four point five mark somewhere in there. Definitely. Uh, I do think it is coffee. Main Street's most popular. I believe coffee. you're correct. It's 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 a signature. It is it is really good. It's a signature roast. It's got a great name. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's 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 one of those coffees that's flavored but not too flavored, and yeah. the flavor goes very mm-hmm. well with the coffee. All right. Do we have any feedback this week? Oh well, I wanted to find out if you did the garden poll. I was so interested in that. We did. Oh, oh yeah. you did. I was I, looking for it, but have, I couldn't find it. So. What we ended up doing was posting a link to a survey monkey poll, and so we only had four votes. Only, f- <laughs> I didn't vote. I didn't either. But I didn't either. I w- yeah. Uh, shoot, I so should've. here's the uh, well. Well, then we'll put in Katrina's vote yet. Did well, you okay. post it on Facebook? No. Okay, that's why. What I liked the most was. But then, how did they find it though? <laughs> it must have been. It was, it was on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> well, it was also on the, the It was on the the podcast link. Oh, I mean, it was on I mean, the It was in the show notes. Okay. I mean. Okay. So the next poll we do, we have to. But we should post it. We should post it on Facebook. Should we just again. post it again? Yeah, but, but sure. Yeah, maybe you should. But share the early results. So here we are, uh, French Press Podcast Garden Poll. Um, do you 
live in a household where um, people, where, where, where a garden is grown. And th- a garden <laughs> consisting of more than one plant and also more than one kind of plant and outdoors. And this should have included currently, like not in the not in the past. Yeah, like a garden that has weeds in it now, but, yeah. but currently. So uh, the results are in, a hundred percent yes. Oh my word! With four votes, I called it. Now, um, look at the draw. Then the second four question people. was, who do you agree with? Is Leighton right that most of our listeners uh, live in a household with a garden, and or is Ruben right that? Um, more than half of our listeners don't, and the results are in again, and it's split seventy-five twenty-five in Layton's favor. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> that means there's one person that did grow up in a household with a garden, or no, or currently no, lives currently living in currently lives in a household that has a garden, but doesn't think that most of our <laughs> listeners. Have one. Are in their situation. Yeah. So this is going to be posted again to Facebook, and then we need more people and to, Ruben, to vote on this. I, I've been looking at this. This is something we can explore, but I think that we can create a permanent link oh. to our poll results. Oh, that would be great. On the website. So we'll look into that. That might be an option. Could we somehow use Airtable? <laughs> do you know we what? We could, but uh, Airtable doesn't do metrics without the paid version. Uh I, I, these these numbers could be very skewed based on one family. It could. We know we have multiple listeners in a family. Yeah. A four member family just totally took over. And the they pool. all they they all use Instagram. Yes. Okay. Could have been a person with four different devices. Ooh. <laughs> but, Katrina, um, what 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 would your answer have been? Well, I'm afraid you might have to extend the discussion on what qualifies. What about if uh, you? If you have one, or if you, if it's not on your, if it's not actually on your land. Oh. So my husband and I have an adjoining lot, and someone lets us plant this community garden, but it is not actually on our land. Do so. you work in it, and do you harvest plants from it? Yes. I would say that applies. I would count that. If you're going to it, and like there's a stand there, and someone else has done the, the work of weeding and, and picking fruit, and you're just paying for it or picking it up, then I'd say that doesn't count. But if you're working in it, um, then yeah, I yeah, would, and I would count If you that. would go to somebody's garden, they'd say, hey, you can pick all the tomatoes you want. That wouldn't count either. No. <laughs> it has to be your at least part. You, you have to have as some investment. As long as you have two plants, right? You have to have some investment in it, yes. Because then you're going to be a farmer if it's just, if it's just uh, <laughs> And if it's all field. the same kind of plants, it's a field. Yeah. Even no matter how big or small it is, it's a field. It's a field, not a garden. Hmm. Two plants. Well, that could be a garden for some people, I guess. What about like a cactus garden? That discussion. Yeah, but do you harvest it? No. Okay. So it's not a garden. Nope. But a cactus garden is still a thing. A, ca- a cactus garden doesn't qualify as the kind of garden that we're talking about. Yeah, right. right. Oh, okay. In fact, we just planted ours yesterday, about two, 200 plants. So Your cactus garden wow. is 200 no, cactus. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Mm-hmm. Our garden. Very good. Do we have any other feedback? Um, I'm checking. Uh, oh, we had a question from Tom Schrock. Yes. Have you guys ever heard the story of Alibaba? And the 40 Thieves? I was reminded of it when Jeff was talking about his app. The story is on the Treasure Hunt podcast. Kind of an interesting story. The name rings a bell, but I, I don't remember the story. Is it? Is it... Well, a clarifier, is it Alibaba and the 40 Thieves, or is it al- another Alibaba story? Because... Um, 
I don't know what you're referring to. We'll have to check this out. Well, it's but a, I am currently reading uh, A Thousand and One Nights, or uh, what's the other name for that book? <sighs> thousand and One Nights. Uh, uh, Arabian, Arabian Nights. Nights. Yeah, mm. it's two. There's two names for the same book depending on the translation. Um. So there's Arabian Nights and A Thousand and One Nights. Same same book, same stories. Hmm. Um, probably so like King, one of the oldest. One of the, the oldest NIV. books. No, well, kind of, yes, actually. <laughs> but one of the oldest story books in the world. Wow. Uh, maybe not the oldest, but one of them. Um, from stories, th- these stories originated before the time of Christ and were told orally and then written down in a book, I think, in the 1300s. Um, hmm. So, anyways, <clears throat> very interesting book, but also very misogynistic and racist. Katrina, uh, you you mentioned that you listened to some podcasts about writing. Do you have one or two favorite podcasts to share with the listeners that might hmm. interest them? Communicator Academy, and actually that is for communicators, not just writers. So it could be speakers. Um, that's a that's a really good one. Communicator Academy. There's also the Creative oh, yeah. Pen, which is a British writer who does that one, and I think she started her podcast in 2007 or something. So she's kind of probably the most prominent name in writers podcasts all right any other uh questions anyone has or comments katrina no thank you for having me though and uh yeah i i always enjoy chatting so well good yeah it was we were glad it worked for you to come on and i do hope that uh people go and subscribe to the podcast katrinahooverly.com look for the podcast menu item and, and the podcast name is voices of survival uh, and I definitely think um, I didn't finish listening to the first one, but I'm over halfway through. Uh, so another question I had, and this is because just because of the people that we know who will want to listen to your podcast. Uh, what's your What's your personal stance on how do you feel about um, multiple people using the same podcast link? Let's say oh. uh, I subscribe on Patreon, and my wife and I listen oh, to it. I would say if you're in the same. I would say household is fair, wouldn't you? I mean, in a case like that, I think sure. if you're in the, now maybe. But then what know. if what if Jeff's brother Kyle also wants to listen to it through his subscription? You know what? I'm not gonna be upset if people do that, but I think it's fair enough for him to have his own if he lives in a different house. But it's yeah. totally. Sure. I mean, I'm happy if people want to listen to it so mm-hmm. badly that they want to <laughs> copy and paste each other's links. Yeah. I, you know, I it, it's really you're not supposed to share a Patreon link. Uh, because of that. But oh, so it's, it's actually against Patreon's terms terms of service. I think so. Gotcha. I mean, maybe like outside of a household. It's but definitely against I'm Katrina sure Hoover Lee's <laughs> terms of service. <laughs> no, I don't want to be hard-nosed about it. because no, if, okay. if And if yeah. it's a financial um, hardship for someone, and that's the only way well, that they can re- listen to it. Let's be real. $3 a month. <laughs> I mean... Uh, let's let's hope that, that into the budget. You gotta you snowball that. That if you gotta, you're so put, tight, put it on that on that debt, Jeff. If you are so tight <laughs> that you can't afford three dollars a month, then you definitely need to go to Brian Locker's uh, website, findingfreedomfromdebt.com, and enter his giveaway to get his book. Uh, yeah. Also, <laughs> hey, uh, the next time we haven't mentioned this in a long time, next time you want to buy something, smash that Amazon link. Oh. We are, um, there is another new restaurant in town that we have to try. Uh, what's it called now? In Napanee? Or? In Napanee. It's uh, La Salle Farm and Table. La Salle. 
Yes. Hmm. It's an extension of LaSalle Grill in South Bend, so it's supposed to be oh, wow. really good. And they are at the old Amish Acres place. Um, so we need to definitely mm. check it them sounds out. like I heard they took that over. They might be uh, giving Rue 152 a run for their money. I think I, bet. I think, but I don't think they're in the same class. Like they I mean, are fine, definitely but, but uh, they're both finer dining. They're both finer mm-hmm. dining, but LaSalle Farm and Table is directly targeting the same uh, people that would go visit Essenhaas. So a little bit more of the tourist Is it a buffet? Amish vibes. No, but it's a family style dining experience. I don't know how exactly it works. From what I understand, it's a little bit different than what Essenhaus does in that you can get at least some of the items on your plate are personalized, but it is more of a family dining setting. Okay. Well, so, well we, we need to go. We need yeah, to go check definitely. it out. All right. Anything else? All right. Thank you, guys. Um, thank you, Katrina. Layton, what's the point? The point is you need to go on to the uh, – well, where are we going to post the, the survey? I'd say post the link on Facebook. Okay. Along with, like, the podcast episode? No, it'll be separate. Okay. Yeah. Separate. Separate. Look for the, the, the survey link on our Facebook page. Yeah, and I'm not going to go through trying to post it on Instagram again because – Well, they had their chance. Long story short, you can't do it. Only four of them. All right. Uh, point number two, subscribe to Voices of Survival podcast – on well, subscribe to it on Patreon first, and then put it in your podcast app. Yeah. Point number three, and this is just you know, as results of the poll, I feel like I can make this claim. Layton obviously knows the FPP fans much better than Ruben. I, I thought you were going to say, <laughs> well, I don't know. Oh, okay. You know four of them. That's right. All from one family, most likely. Um. Uh, What is our word of the week? The word of the week is survival. Survival.